Whether you're a little fooly, really cooly, or extremely footy cooty, we're all definitely confused by this anime. We watched FLCL and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host producer, weave of all trades, and galactic space police brotherhood investigator, PJ. And me, a little black cat that only talks in meow, meow. Skylar. And joining us today is my dear friend and old school weeb, Jacob. Hello. Jacob, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Unlike many of our guests, you have actually watched a decent amount of anime. So rather than go through the like, what is your history with anime? I'm going to ask you, what are your top three? My top three, probably uh, Dragon Ball. The whole Dragon Ball series is definitely the closest to my heart because that was the one I first started getting into. After that, I'd probably say Yu Yu Hakushu. <laughs> Another one from my early, early childhood, I remember, was the Robotech anime. Wow, Robotech. We're going back with that one. Oh, my God. Jacob's an old man, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Well, and I'm assuming, you know, grow, uh, like not growing up, but like in your, your, you know, probably college years, you started watching a lot of anime on Adult Swim. Actually, before my college years. That's how old I am. <laughs> We're watching back in high school. Is that where we're heading back? That's where I watched it. So, well, I mean, like it started before that. I mean, because you know, I mean, Adult Swim really had all this hype, hype in like tw- two thousand three ish. Um, according to my narcissism, it started when I started watching Adult Swim. <laughs> so, I remember the original lineup was Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon. That was Toonami. Yeah, but that was oh, that's true because it's Adult Swim. Yeah, yeah. Toonami was where I first started seeing like a lot of anime. Though. Right. Yeah. Adult Swim was where we started getting a lot more like adult anime. Right. Which, I mean, obviously Jacob had seen a lot of those. So I honestly didn't think we were going to be able to get Jacob on this month until he was like, what is Furikuri? And I was like, that's an excellent question that I don't have the answer to, even (laughs) though I've seen every episode. But we'll get to that. What is Furikuri? We'll get to that. Um, Let's talk about. So obviously, if you haven't picked it up at this point we are watching flcl this month as we continue through adult swim month flcl is kind of like the generic title in japan uh flcl just means it's just a shortening of furikuri or in america it's fulikuli it's the same thing just with r's instead of l's so jacob why don't you tell me based on the name alone fulikuli what did you think this anime was going to be about uh, i don't know i'm a weird name i had a couple like obvious things i was thinking of was maybe like some character was going to be kind of a fool. Another one was going to be cool. Ah, <laughs> literal. The fool and the cool. Yeah, or like, yeah, that's all thing I can think of from that name. It's like a jester <laughs> with like Mr. Freeze. Uh, once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change at all? Or were you like, yeah, that's the fool and that's the cool. Got it. <laughs> I think the girl, just from the look of it, looked like she might be the fool. She looks kind of like a strange character. Well, then let's talk about the characters. Tell me about... The robot on the poster. What did you think the robot was going to be like? You know, what's the vibe you got from the robot? Wasn't quite sure just because uh, it was blocked by a lot of characters, but kind of like looked like some kind of like humanoidish looking body, like shaped body with a screen head, which kind of reminded me of the robot from like Fallout in Vegas follows you around. Oh, like, uh, wait, which one? Like, Victor or Yes Victor. Man? Oh, Yes Man. I, I hate, well, Yes Man is great, but Victor's the one that, like, chases you down to be like, howdy, partner! Ugh. And, like, no matter how much you run, he's just, like, chasing after you to be like, howdy, partner! Ugh. I mean, theoretically, he'll just come up to you, but if you're running away, like, he will not stop trying to get to you. 
Uh, tell me about this boy with the backwards hat. I don't get much from him. He just kind of looks like a generic boy. Just doesn't dress anything special or anything. Or a bandaid on his forehead. Is that what that is? I couldn't tell. Yeah, it's a it's gauzed with medical tape. Well, he might be generic, but I feel like this next character is maybe anything but. Tell me about the girl with the base. Is that what it was from the poster? I couldn't tell if it was a large sword or not. It was kind of hard to tell, but a bass, like a bass guitar? Yeah. Oh, then she's probably definitely the fool. Oh, you're like bass guitarists, fools. Wow. Sorry, bassist. Well, she's holding it like, from the thing, it looks like she's holding it like it'd be a sword, so probably doing something foolish with it. Well, it's got a shap on it, and she's just resting her arm on the arm of it. I'll see. I don't... I see something totally different in this poster, apparently. This is like, uh, this is like... Inkblot test? Yeah, it's like an inkblot test for anime posters. <laughs> Skylar and Jacob just seeing completely different things. I'm not seeing anything different. Now I'm that seeing I zoom the poster. In it, I see it now. Now that you say what it is, like, I did not see that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow, when I, I actually it. pay attention to the photo, I could see it. Oh, my God. I thought that the base part of it was part of the robot i see what you thought yeah okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. it makes sense too because like his screen his head's like a tv i get it well i mean this weird uh victor for follow new vegas generic boy and foolish bass player anime where one is the fool and one is the cool gonna be an interesting concept i'm excited to see how much of that comes to fruition um so let's just uh take a quick break to watch episodes one and two of fully cooly or fully Kuri. i'll probably jump between calling them both throughout this and we will be right back with jacob's thoughts on flcl so stay tuned everyone all right, we're back, and we had Jacob watch episodes one and two of Furikuri. Jacob, tell me, what did you think of that acid trip of an anime? I thought I've seen some strange animes before, but I don't know what the hell that was. That means we have to watch that Kappa anime with Jacob. Yeah, no, it's honestly, like, I will say, like, I remember watching this growing up very vaguely. I know I watched all six episodes and I remember having like a really good time and a very fond and vivid memories of watching it. But rewatching it, I was like, wow, I really blocked out how weird this was. I created a very cohesive plot in my head. Oh, I don't know how you did that, man. That's I, I could I feel like the creator like had a general idea of what they wanted. And of course, only seeing two episodes, I, I'm still very confused. But I mean, that's a third of the series. I kind of get. Oh, is it? How many it's episodes? Six episodes. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know that. Right. We'll get to this. We'll, <laughs> let's do some housekeeping first, then, to kind of get through what FLCL is. So, FLCL is an OVA or original video animation directed by Kazuya Surumaki and written by Yoji Enokido. It was produced by Gainax and ran from April 2000 to March of 2001 for six episodes. It received a lot of success in Japan, immediately being accompanied by a novel series by Yoji himself and a two-volume manga by Hajime Ueda that ran in Magazine Z. In 2003, the series made its debut in America on Adult Swim and immediately grew a huge cult following. The series was so successful on Adult Swim and in America that the sequel series, FLCL Progressive and FLCL Alternative, debuted on Adult Swim months before having a Japanese release. That's insane. That is insane. That's unprecedented, really, with anime. You said this was 2001? Yeah, 2000 is when uh, the first series aired, yeah. I was 11. I don't know how I missed this show. The sequel series ran in, like, 2018. So it was a long gap 
between the first one and the sequel series. Actually, random fun fact, the first episode of FLCL Alternative, which is like the second season, basically, that aired in 2018, unexpectedly premiered early at midnight on April Fool's Day on Adult Swim, airing entirely in Japanese with English subtitles. Huh. They were just, they just sprung it on everyone as an April Fool's joke. I love that. That's beautiful. It fits. <laughs> You're like, it's weird enough. Whatever. Again, I still don't and it watch. goes back to Jacob's Fool yeah. comparison. <laughs> the April Fooly Coolies Day. <laughs> I, mean, so I feel I like guess every I'll character in to... that show was a fool. <laughs> I'll try to guess break it down. I'll try to tell you what happened in episode one and two and see if that cleared anything up. So in episode one and two, Naoto Nandaba is hanging out with Mamimi Samajima, the girlfriend of his older brother. Naoto is using a vending machine when he is run over by a Vespa. Haruku Haruhara, panicking over killing Naoto, proceeds to revive him with CPR, then hits him on the head with a bass guitar. The blow leaves a really large horn-like bump, which Naoto covers with a bandage. Learning of the Vespa woman from rumors told by classmates before being stalked by her to the point of her posing as a nurse when he attempts to get his bump examined at the hospital. When Naoto gets home, he learns that Haruka is now working in his house as a live-in maid. His father asks him if he was fully coolying with Mamimi, and then Haruko after learning of the CPR. He finds Haruko settling in his room while talking to the cat, Nata argues over where she will sleep and tells her she should stay with his father. He goes downstairs where his father says that Mamimi came by to get day-old bread from their bakery and asks if Mamimi's family is poor. When Nata goes to find her, she tells him how much she likes his brother, who lives in America due to being a great baseball player. Nata tells her he has an American girlfriend now. Mamimi suddenly says she's overflowing before she collapses. Nata tries to help her when a red TV-headed robot and the severed hand of a giant robot emerge from the bump on his head and begin fighting, only to have the battle end with Haruko hitting the TV-headed robot with her guitar after the robot hand is destroyed. The robot's head is damaged while losing its reddened appearance, ending up living in the Nananaba residence. X-rays taken by the TV-headed robot reveal that Naoto's head is empty due to an NO portal that cannot easily be detected on the X-rays. Haruko reveals the robot to be from Medical Mechanica, who owns the Iron Shape Factory in Mabase, while introducing herself as a first-class space patrol officer. Haruko later attempts to break into the Medical Mechanica plant, only to return that there is no conventional way in to the assigned security guards as Naoto retrieves her. Meanwhile, allowed to act on his own in retrieving the fragments of his head when not doing the errands for the Nandabas, the TV-headed robot is seen by Mamimi, who thinks he is a god due to the black wings and halo he is wearing, and names him Kanti after a character in a handheld video game called Firestarter, where the player commits arson to please the game's deity. This goes hand-in-hand -hand with a series of fires erupting around the city, Naoto visiting the remains of a burnt elementary school with his friends while learning that Mamimi is being bullied at her school. Naoto eventually realizes Mamimi is the arsonist and that she caused the school fire where she had met his brother. Naoto soon finds Mamimi performing a fire ritual by the water bank, the girl revealing she hated her old school and fell in love with Naoto's brother when he saved her. Mamimi is revealed to have been acting out her video game, then attempts to kiss Kanti for his blessing, but the rest of the robot Kanti battled when he first arrived emerges from Naoto's head and proceeds to attack him and Haruko. In the heat of the moment, Kanti eats Naoto and assumes his reddened state while transforming into a large weapon to damage a robot enough for Haruko to destroy it. At the end of the episode, Naoto is spit back out and wonders what he can do for Mamimi and promises to always be by her side. And that's Furikuri. Oh, is that is that what it is? Yes. That's at least episodes one and two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the best explanation of what those two episodes are about, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the actual description of what those two episodes but were But I will say, even while writing this, I was like, yeah, this is kind of what happened, I guess. <laughs> 
Because, I mean, like, obviously, I'm not going to include, like, and there was, like, a five-minute, like, weird three scenes overlaced on top of each other acid trip scene in episode two. That whole show was, like, an acid trip. Uh, so, I mean, I would, I really like, I mean, I can I say, I know this is probably, like, not the general vibe. I actually, like, really liked a lot of what I saw. I was, obviously, just like, wow, I blocked out how weird the show was some of the stuff just had me cracking up on the floor like that manga panel scene where the entire show turns into like motioned manga panels right just had me busting up on the floor laughing so hard i felt like the whole thing was like some like art student was trying to like do some really like, creative like because throughout the whole thing you kept changing to like animation styles and like yeah the manga scene then they had that weird like thing where like they cut out like they were like talking about oh this is why this looked weird like they were like the actors playing. It was really oh, strange. Oh yeah, they like started like breaking the fourth, yeah, they broke wall, the fourth a lot. wall and stuff. <laughs> and it's so interesting because like yeah, you know this honestly gives me. It's honestly very prototypical in my opinion. Like I, I think it sets up a lot of things that didn't become mainstays in media for a long time, and this really was kind of ahead of its time oh yeah definitely i like that jacob brought up the whole art student experimentation thing because as i was watching this i was like oh no thank god i did not watch this in high school because i would have been so fucking annoying i would be like oh you would have made it your whole personality yeah i'd be like oh you haven't seen fully cool it's just like weird anime i don't think you would have gotten it even though like me i was just like i don't think i would have gotten it like it took me <laughs> No, for sure. And I think that's honestly why it gained such a cult status. You know, it's kind of like, what you know, watching something like, and obviously this is such a not the right comparison, but I mean, like, it's kind of like how when Requiem for a Dream came out, everyone that was like in that age range from like 15 to 25 was like, you just, you just don't get it. You like the struggle, the art, like the artistry and everyone else was like, this is just freaky. You realize this is just freaky, right? And obviously it's really good. and was such an influential film but i think it just came out at the right time where like internet culture was just starting to get its like foothold on society and you had adult swim which was really just tapping into this young counterculture era and you had this freaky weird but fascinating like it's like a john hughes movie mixed with like a racer head <laughs> is the best way i can describe this and i think everyone in that age range was just like blown away by it this this whole anime gave like i kept thinking of um scott pilgrim but also the gorillas because well, it has hardcore manic pixie dream girl stuff with almost every female character yeah. let's be honest but also so even like the dad was like that though other than like the main character kid like i think everyone was like super manic he was the only one that was kind of not yeah he's a very straight man in this very weird world yeah well i mean he has to be because like the whole Okay, so Jacob, the whole show is just a metaphor for like going into adulthood. And that's why he's like so straight faced and like so calm and like he gets so upset and he can't go with the flow. They like show it through him drinking the sour soda and he's like, he doesn't want to become, he doesn't want to become an adult, but he has to because that's what life does. And that's so like all these like 
fantastical things are just happening around him and it's like all supposedly metaphors for like puberty and shit well i mean let's not even get over the fact that like literally the second that also i mean let's kind of get into for a second how weird his relationship with ma is with mommy me yeah well yeah she's supposed to be like into his brother but she's like was that in the first episode she give him a hickey yeah yeah is that what the mark was on his earlobes yeah i was like oh the very first shot of the whole anime is literally a shot looking straight up her like yeah, there's a lot like, of oh, panty shots in this. It's gonna be, this is gonna, oh yeah, they definitely angled the camera a lot for that. And I think he's he's very non-responsive to it until he is, and the second he is responsive to it, he literally gets horny. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's like literally like thrusting herself on. I know, but I'm saying he doesn't get horny like in a like oh I'm turned Sexual on. Way. He grows a horn. Yeah. And like it's such an on the nose metaphor, but it's also so like interesting. Right. Like literally, Haruko Haruko basically represents like react like adulthood like slamming him in the head with like this is who you are now. You are this person that now this other thing comes out of. Like you're this other entity now because you've experienced this situation. It's also like really fucked up because she's in high school. He's not even in middle school. He's an elementary is he like school or kid. Something? No. He's not. He's not. He's Thirteen year olds are in middle school. He's well, in grade wait, school. I thought they said he was though. I, I think he is thirteen. What? I think maybe it's one of those like we thing. skip. I think it's one of those like they don't have middle school things. No, because at the end, oh spoiler! At the end, they're going into middle school. Oh, then yeah, no, he's like straight up like a fifth grader or something. I think and maybe probably, sixth grade. So if he's like a sixth grader, and she's like what, like a tenth grader? We're assuming. Yeah. And she's just like straight up like, uh, I have to like suck on your earlobe, or I'm gonna overflow. Like, what the yeah. fuck is that? Well, she was so rubbing her 12. like chest all over him too. And he's just like, I don't know why you're doing this. When again, Haruka has, again, manic pixie dream girl energy. She is very much like Ramona Flowers going through the, uh, going through like the, the tunnel in Scott's head because it's a quick way to do her deliveries and just like blowing his mind about what reality is. And she is that with her Vespa, with her freaky Vespa. <laughs> and bass guitar. Her Rickenbacker. Yes. Uh, what was the chick with the bass guitar's name? I'm just terrible at names already, so. No, it's fine. It's not. It's, it's Haruko. They speak so fast, too. It's hard for me to keep up. The voice acting was really good. Yeah. But yeah, it's Haruko. Just everything is just so manic in that. It's like, it's one of those ones that you definitely like can't be like, just have on in the background. Like, you right. cannot be doing something else while watching Because you have no idea now. what's going on. I think I looked away for like one second, turned back around. I was like, wait, what's happening now? I wouldn't, when I was watching episode two, like I haven't had much sleep today. So there was like a moment where I like dozed for like, honestly, like five seconds, like dozed down and like immediately shot back up. And I immediately was like, did I like miss like five minutes? What just happened? Because I came right back in, right in that part in episode two, where like, there's like three different audio dialogues happening at the same time. While you're like seeing scenes of medical mechanica with like newspapers and stuff over it in like, like weird opacity levels and i was like what's happening it's definitely like an acid trip that's it like the animation is so stunning oh like especially for coming out in 2000 this oh, is like yeah. some of the crispest animation i've seen of that era right 
Again, I'm really shocked I never saw this one pop up because I was watching. I was watching it back then. I, I mean, like I, I remember, remember when this. I was like, "Yeah, I'll probably not be able to get you on this month, Jacob," because we have, you know, I started listing the lineup, and you were like, "Saw that, saw that, saw that," and I got to this, and you were like, "I don't even know what words are coming out of your mouth, PJ." Yeah, that was that's so strange because I was like literally right when I really started. And I watching, feel like, like I feel that. like a uh, film school Jacob would have been more into this. <laughs> and I was in film school when that came. That's why I thought it was funny when you mentioned Requiem for a Dream. So I remember when we were, my, and my college buddies went and saw that, like the uncut, like original version. And that, that was kind of similar to this where it's just trippy. Like, Jacob, what is happening I didn't right know you now? went to film school. I used to be a film student. Me too. We're both from Laguna. And we both had uh, pretentious goals. These are all, I was about to say, you're both white people who felt people needed to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. I mean, and I think it's really interesting because of like just how successful this was in America. Like I am talking, I remember this being on repeat all the time, all the time on Adult Swim. And it only had six episodes. So that's insane that it was always on. Right. And it was on like late, late because like after Inuyasha, I was like, all right, what's this? All right, time to go to bed. don't know what this is bedtime well, and we kind of talked about this in the ghost and shell sandal and complex episode the like waking up to something on adult swim i distinctly remember waking up to furikuri once i just remember being like what is this because like at that point like i hadn't really watched any like adulter anime like i had seen obviously your dragon balls even inuyasha at that point but i was like whoa the what dragon balls mm. you know and i think this and desert punk were really where i was like whoa this <gasps> I is remember something desert else. punk yeah desert punk was wild yeah it had like a weird like 3d animation thing going for it i will say i f- for some reason distinctly remember desert punk being a adult swim thing not a thing wait oh was it like a video on demand thing so it has to be because i was looking up the adult swim lineup when i was preparing for this episode and i was like where's desert punk i had already set it up to be on the lineup and i was like no desert punk right heard of that one either you just missed out on all the weirdly super adult high trip acid animes of the era which is funny because eventually like adult swim became like a place like like this would have fit them totally fine with like aqua teen hunger force and all those oh were coming out for sure. I think it, it definitely helped develop a voice over at William Street. Because, like, that's also kind of very similar where it's like, what the hell is happening type of thing. Yeah, anytime I watch... Yeah, I, I like some Adult Swim content, like original content. I like a lot of it, actually. But sometimes I'll just put on, like, a random thing and I'm like, I don't I don't know who this is for, comedy-wise. Like, it's not me. I can tell you that. Well, I know when Adult Swim <laughs> first started out, I feel like most of that was for, like, my age, exactly. All the shows that were on it were like, me and all my friends were like, this is for us. Yeah. And actually, I would have felt like brother. if I had seen this back then, I probably would have felt the same way. Like, what is this craziness? I love it. Yeah, it's it's got like such intense. Again, it has like the intensity. It's got robot fights. It's got sexuality. It's got weird, intense, like art changes and direction changes. And it's beautifully animated. So like it, it appeals to so many different forming mind pretentiousnesses like you know like that point in your life where you're like oh i get art you know <laughs> and anybody who said they get it back then probably really didn't get did it. not get it they just liked being the people that said i they feel got like it. the creators were almost like they had so many ideas but they only have like this like 30 minute window to make something so they just shoved as much as they possibly could on top of itself and just saw what stuck i'd honestly be so fascinated to read the novels 
Yeah, honestly. You Do the novels it. come first or afterwards? Afterwards. Okay. They're like a novelization of the series, basically. It's funny because as I was like looking up YouTube videos for our playlist later, a lot of the videos were like, it's okay to feel stupid after watching Fully Cooly. And it's just like, don't worry. Most people don't understand what's going in, going on in Fully Cooly. And it's just like all these like, we get it. It's confusing. We're going to try to break it down. It's still confusing. Yeah, I just like, I am actually going to real quick, like, Google this because I need to figure out what else Yoji and Okido has done because like. I'd be curious too to see if it's like something we knew. It's like the most basic thing. No. Oh, he did some writing on Revolutionary Girl Utena. Oh, that sounds right. And Oran High School Host Club. What the fuck? And Sailor Moon. That checks out, yeah. You know what? This guy and Neon Genesis Evangelion. Did they reference Evangelion, by the way? Was that what they were talking about in episode two? In episode one? No, yeah, I think when the dad, like in the comic, like the, the manga part, I think he mentioned he mentioned it at some point. I think yeah, I think they were like, oh yeah, he's talking about it. I know, like he was talking like a thousand miles a minute and like yeah. he was just spouting off words after words. I also loved when they were like, yeah, she tried to hit me with a Vespa and the grandpa was like, she should have killed you. <laughs> I was like, damn, Grandpa. Grandpa's mean. He was, and he was mad because he didn't get the right hustle. <laughs> I wanted the one with the Anakin and Nicole spread. I rest in peace, Anna Nicole. R.I.P. The media was so mean to you. Stuff, and yeah, it's a lot of stuff I would He did the screenplay for the Revolutionary Girl Utena movie. He's an episode writer that for 20, 20 episodes. That would explain the fucking car of, thing. You know what? You're right. Revolutionary Girl Utena had a lot of weird car sex. One of the characters turns into a car, Jacob. The main character. When I say one of the characters, I mean the main character. There was an American cartoon where some kid turned into a car, I remember, back in the 80s. <laughs> that was pretty weird. But then he didn't have, but it wasn't a metaphor for sex. I don't know. It might have been. That's true. We puberty. haven't seen it. It's oh, always gosh. puberty, you guys. <laughs> okay, so anytime I saw Canty, like, it was stunning. Do I have a crush on this robot? Like, especially when he's wearing his little wings and halo? Yes. I, I did do. feel a strong attachment to this robot. It's well, it doesn't help that like he's animated so gorgeously. Like uh when she's like uh when the ex-girlfriend's looking at him for the first time in the field, when she's like, Oh, he's a god. Oh, she's like, Oh shit, yeah, this is stunning. I would also think that this is a god. I'm still trying to like process what I actually watched. <laughs> That thing was like, it was crazy. How did you guys feel about the cigarettes? Because I thought it was like really sexy. That definitely seemed like what they were going for every time they show her with one in her mouth. Yeah. Where she was like holding it in her mouth and stuff. With like what the little writing on the on side. It? It's never knows best. Never knows best. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, what an interesting, I don't know. It's just such a like weird fake counterculture thing. Well, like, you know, it's something that like a pretentious teenager would write being like, yeah, never knows best. So basically, like in the breakdown I was watching, because when I was trying to process everything, they said that uh, the never knows best is like, you know, this broken girl who's like homeless and sad and just like, you know, all these, you know, just not living a great life. Like literally anything but like her present whatever, you know, present reality is like better. So like even like things that never will happen for her is like the best thing. See, I just feel like it's weird pretentious teen writing. Remember that Probably. time that one of our former friends like found a rock on the beach and wrote on it and put like, I found you. Remember who you are. 
<laughs> I thought that was just a meme. Who did that? That was Robert. Robert did that? Yes, we made a whole joke about it. Me, you, and Heaven were hanging out, and she was telling us about it. And then, like, we t- I took a, like, a very aesthetic picture of Heaven sitting on top of her Jeep with in and out next to her, and I posted it on Instagram with a caption, I found you. Remember who you are. <laughs> fucking hate you i just yeah i feel like it's a lot of that like again i feel like to have been a teenager to like a young adult at the time that you watch this for the first time in the early 2000s again when culture is just shifting so dramatically the world is the world feels this chaotic you know like the internet is coming about 9-11 is happening the everything is changing and you see this and you're like that is what my life feels like this chaotic, this intense, this backwards. And like, of course, people were obsessed with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, it's a good thing. I was already annoying enough <laughs> in high school and I didn't need to add to it by adding more pretentiousness. I think for me, I imagine like I appreciate it for what it was. I think it's a little too weird for me now. Just it was very like flashy, like a lot going on where I think it was kind of almost making me like dizzy just because it was very like flashes of bright lights the scenes were changing the dialogue was really manic i kind of like quit to maybe like when i was a kid and like i was really into like which is not anything near this but like south park i thought this is the funniest thing ever and i said mom you should watch this with me and mom was like what am i watching i cannot wait for you to watch the context clips i cannot wait for you to watch the context clips but i completely agree because right? i know that's it's how my mom thought when i showed her south park she's like you're weird and i don't understand you you know do you ever I, I, I know I have this moment, but I'm still a lot yet. Like, you know, I'm getting to the like, there's no youth left in me part of my life. But like, do you ever hear yourself say things now as a father and you hear yourself say things and you're like, wow, young me would have been disgusted by that sentence. I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. Cause I feel like my kids are still weirded out by me and the things I say, like they haven't like done something or shown me something or I was like, what the heck is going on? Other than maybe like just the fact that like technology wise, they just like destroy me. So what happens is you get like kids grow up with it. They know it like the back of their hand. Oh, yeah, we were trying the other day. We were trying to get a mirror screen to work on my dad's phone, and like I know how to do it. For some reason I couldn't figure it out on his phone. Like he was doing weird things. So I called Riley over, and he's like, "Your Riley's not gonna do it." She just grabbed it, hit a few buttons, switching. Goes, "There you go, it's all done." <laughs> he was like, yeah, what the heck? "This is like uh, when I had to change your uh, your profile photo on Instagram a few days ago." Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> to be fair, no one but Skylar could do it. So. <laughs> I feel like that's the story of me with any technology. It's though. true. Jacob and technology is not a great relationship. Which sucks because I love it. Which yeah. doesn't like me. <laughs> uh, gosh. But this, I mean, again, this anime has a very interesting relationship with technology as well. With like these weird mechanical beings over from the Mechanica place. And you get some very interesting fights. And you get some really great fight music. Oh, yeah. The music was really, I really liked the music a lot for the like the choices mm-hmm. the music was really good in general i'm gonna ask you guys uh this question because a lot of people are like no there isn't but there is did you notice the intro songs in each episode i did notice that they didn't like there was like intro they had like little bit of music but like it's not like a normal intro that you'd see in a lot of other animes where it'd go into like the credits ahead of time that's uh-huh. one thing i noticed um but i didn't notice that they'd have like it wasn't very long but there'd be like a little snippet right before he some one of the characters would do one of the like little monologues and it's just like playing in the background like there's no intro like scene like there's no opening yeah. it's just there's an intro song like representative of each episode and each episode essentially has their own intro song so because yeah. you guys like 
didn't super pick up on them. Like, I'm a little sad because I did pick artists for them, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Because <laughs> I feel like you probably also didn't pick up on them, Sky. Yeah, not really. Like, I recognize that they just had really good music, but I didn't, like put it together as the intro yeah it always happened at about like the four to five minute mark in you had like 45 seconds of this intro song uh but all the music in this anime is done by this band called the pillows including the outro and all the score those intro songs completely by that band and i think they killed it each song had its own feel really went with the episode it was really good oh yeah it was amazing yeah the outro music like I don't know. I, I feel like I've heard something that sounded exactly like that. And I was thinking really hard about it. And I just couldn't put my mind on it. But like, hopefully I just really you feel thought like about it because this is a whole segment, Jacob. I have, and I could not think. <laughs> I, it's gonna drive me nuts because I know there's some band that I was trying to think of. I was like, I, this sounds like this one band, but I cannot remember the name of the band. For the <laughs> so life let's of me. get to it then. Let's let's get into the music of Furikuri, FLCL, Fully Cooly, whatever you want to call it. Fully let's call cooly. the whole thing off. Fully Cooly. Fully Cooly. <laughs> So wait, before we do that, so fully coolly essentially means like they were hooking up. Yes, it actually doesn't exactly. mean anything. Well, it know, doesn't mean anything, like but that's what that's the what dad the anime was, was trying to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The dad was like, oh, you were fooling around. You were fully cooling. Wait, what even is that? And then now she's like, how would I know? You made that up just now. <laughs> and the grandpa was even like, it's squeezing boobs. But without saying it. But yeah, it just means like hooking up. It's but it also means nothing at the same time, which again is very metaphorical that it means both because you know when you're like a teen and like a young adult, like hooking up means nothing. I want it so the the anime has five openings altogether between all six episodes. Episode one has an opening, episode two and three share an opening, and then four, five, and six each have their own opening. Obviously, you guys didn't uh super pick up on them, so I'm gonna just play you guys a snippet of each one. Kind of refresh your memory and see if you can think of anyone. But if you can't, I've got my choices when we move on to the closing. So um, obviously, if like that's too fresh for you to have one. But I'll ask, what did you guys think of the intro songs that you heard then? Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, no, I so really like the music in it. All I, songs were really good. Yeah, I really like it because, again, both songs feel so different from each other, but they're all from the same band. I think they just really were capturing the vibe. Right. So the first song is One Life by The Pillows. And the second song is Instant Music by The Pillows. Then the closing song is a lot more prominent. You get an actual closing scene. It's a lot of visuals of the Vespa going around town. Spider. 
Uh, what did you think of that song, Jacob? The closing, no, so, no, the closing song, that one, I still can't put my finger on it, but I swear it sounds exactly like this one band, and I just cannot remember what the band is for the life of me. <laughs> and I have to swear if someone says it, I'm going to be like, yes, that's I mean, the one I'm we might about. all have different <laughs> artists for it, but hopefully maybe one of us uh, ignites that spark in you. Uh, did you like the closing song, Sky? I loved it. I was having so much fun. I had it like on repeat earlier today. Yeah. I love it so much. But I feel like because we're uh, it, we're in this weird liminal space with the music, let's jump to the segment. What modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Jacob, did you have someone for One Life by the Pillows? I feel like there's only one choice. The, that first song? Yeah. Like I said, that was that one that Oasis song. Yeah, it's, it's, don't, it's Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. Don't Look Back. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So Sally can wait. wait. That's the yeah, song. That That's one. the song. Yeah. 100% great choice Jacob I think we're all on the same page on that that's literally what I chose and I'm filled with rage that Jacob got to say it first well fine I'll <laughs> let you go first for the second song instant music do you have someone Skylar I oh for the second song yeah for the intro yeah um god it just sounded so I don't know Dave Matthews band no what I know I know I know I, I, I don't think my choice is a ton better but I went with the Beatles that's so funny because I've been listening to a lot of Sean Ono Lennon, which is because uh, he has this song called Parachute, which I've had on repeat, who is the son of Yoko Ono. Yes, Yoko I feel like ono. we can figure that out. <laughs> Yoko Ono and John Lennon. And I was thinking about him. I was like, no, Skylar, no one's going to fuck it like that one. I'm going back. I'm choosing fucking Sean Lennon. <laughs> uh, did you have anyone for the second song, Jacob? Or were you like, yeah, no, that was too fast. I don't know that. That one was too fast. I didn't catch anything on that one. That's but no, fair. You're hearing you say the Beatles. Like, yeah, I could agree with that one. Then let's get to the closing song. We'll obviously save Jacob for last. Maybe one of us will inspire him. I want to go. So, Skylar, do you have someone for Ride on a Shooting Star by The Pillows? I do. When I heard this song, I was like, oh, this is the All-American Rejects. Hard disagree. No, I disagree with you. No, I hear it. I'm just being facetious because it's not my choice and I was hoping we'd be on the same page again. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I think All American Rejects is really good, but honestly, this is a Wolf Mother song. Mm. You know, the one like, are you gonna be my girl? Yeah. Yeah, that's them, in my opinion. This is a Wolf Mother song. Yeah, I like it. I also like mine. I like yours. I like mine better. We'll see. I'm going to obviously put clips in. People can make their own choice. Uh, Jacob, did either of those rattle anything for you? The Aquabats. The Aquabats? Wow. I like it. I like it a lot. The Aquabats is a great choice. I kind of have like that same like kind of upbeat. I I liked your pick too, PJ. I think that is kind of close as well. I also like your pick, Skylar. Thanks, Jacob. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. But the Aquabats is a phenomenal choice. Yeah, that just kind of reminded me how they have that kind of like upbeaty, like same kind of like tempo type thing. Right. I just remember that from all the cartoons my kids watched (laughs) when they were kids. Like Uh, Yo Gabba Gabba and stuff. Yes. Oh, my God. They were on. Yeah. And you had the Aquabats show, too. What if I chose Franz Ferdinand? Is that I would have respected it more. Yes. I'm going with Franz Ferdinand. (laughs) You can't keep changing your songs like this. It's fully cool. Getting away with this. It's fully cool week. I could do whatever the fuck I want. There are it's no true. rules. 
It's both fully and coolly. All right. Well, I loved the music conversations we had about this because uh, it was such a weird little ride. Uh, <laughs> but let's continue this weird ride by getting some context clips into Jacob, getting seeing some additional scenes from episodes three through six. Maybe they'll clear things up. Maybe they'll Maybe just they make things more confusing because it is fully coolly. So fully we're going to take a quick break and watch those. So stay tuned and uh, get Jacob's closing thoughts. Goody, goody. All right, we're back. We had Jacob watch some additional clips, see some additional context, some additional things coming out of people's horny heads. Jacob, tell me, after all of that, what do you think? So after watching it this time, knowing when this cut came out now, I found it really interesting because I see so many different animation styles that are pretty, like, predominant now in a lot of, like, cartoons, especially that you see on, like, uh, Cartoon Network and stuff. Right. So I think it's kind of like, because I was like, there's a one scene that kind of reminded me of that weird cartoon they had back in the day called Super Jail. There's some other oh, stuff yeah. that like I and, loved Super Jam. And like and, and that was a weird cartoon too. But like yeah. I feel like yeah, like this was like way ahead of its time. And it's super influential. The more like I looked at it, I was like, wow, this really did leave its mark on like a whole generation of animators. Yes. Yeah, I, I could see it because like you see, I, I see a lot of stuff now just like, and, and again, I didn't know when it came out. So when, once you told me when it came out, now it's starting to make a little bit more sense. It's one of the most gorgeously animated things I've ever seen. Yeah, there's like some shots that are like super high quality. And of course, it goes to like super like crappy quality and then like bounces back and forth. Again, it's very yeah. manic, very manic. Right. Yeah. Tell me, Jacob, after watching everything, did you end up with a favorite character? Kiss the chick with the guitar. She's pretty crazy. Yeah. Haruka. Haruko is, is a pretty great character. I, you know, she's got just wild energy. Do you never know what she's saying is like true or the this weird made-up world she lives in. It's very fascinating. Right. My personal favorite character was Conti, the robot. <gasps> yeah. I don't feel like I saw enough of the robot to, like... See, and I think like that's probably way. why he's my favorite, because he weirded me out the least. Oh. <laughs> See, I'm in love with Conti, but my favorite is the dad. The dad is pretty great. The dad is up there. For sure. Oh, God. All right. Well, thoughts, favorite characters, all that aside, I think it's time that, you know, this anime uh, left a big impression on a lot of people. And honestly, it leaves people asking a lot of questions. Like, what is Fooly Cooly? Like, what does it mean? What was the meaning of the NO? What was the meaning of, you know, the giant pirate dragon demon god? But the most important question that this anime left us with is Jacob. Would you keep watching Fooly Cooly? I think I would, especially knowing it's only like six or six episodes total. I feel like now I kind of want to watch to see if it like makes any more sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there are again the, the two sequel series, which I'm even more curious about now too. Yeah. But aside from that, Kawaii's success in the book surprising, honestly, considering where we started today. I know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that the context helped and that everything, uh, you know, uh, helped you see a little bit different. And again, six episodes is an easy pill to swallow. Yeah. Uh, awesome. You love to see it. So favorite character, Kawaii's success in the book. With a Kawaii's success in the book, there's only one thing left to do. It's time for America's favorite podcast segment. Is there an MV for that? AMV. Anime music videos. Is there an AMV for uh, so, Jacob, I feel like you're probably familiar with what an AMV is. I am. My children taught me. What? Your children taught you? Yeah, Riley watches them for Pokemon videos. I need to talk to Riley. That's, 
phenomenal oh gosh we're putting our eggs in the wrong basket we need to be <laughs> we need to be convincing jacob's children to take care of us in our old age no, hey man i'm telling you like that's how i'm gonna keep up with all the updated things through my kids i'm just waiting for them to get a little bit older <laughs> well awesome so you kind of know what an anime is so it's you know you know a music video for an anime you put a popular song see if it fits so we're gonna score you th- it's a possible three points you're gonna give me a song and artist that you think there will be an amv for fully coolie 2 um i'm gonna go with uh see at that time 2000s that was still like boy bands and like pop artists let's go with like a uh, britney spears song i don't know Give me a Britney Spears song. Toxic? Uh, because, of course, Jacob, there are at least two AMVs to Toxic by Britney Spears, FLCL, because if there's one person that's toxic, it's Haruko. And the fucking ex-girlfriend. Uh, for sure. 100%. There's a lot of toxic, toxic relationships in this. So solid three-point showing, Jacob. Way to go. <laughs> I pulled that one out of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, Skylar, this was your first time really watching this a- anime. Did you have an AMV? Um, I'm actually going to back out of this one because I did make fully coolly AMVs back in the day. Despite not having watched it? Yeah, there was request. Remember, I got really popular. Oh, Skylar was taking requests everywhere. Yes, and it was um, Feel Good Inc. For fully coolly. That's a great choice. Again, like you said earlier, Gorillas has like has a lot of style inspiration from this. Right. Oh yeah, I see it. Uh, awesome. So that's th- uh, Kawaii success three points. But wait, that's not where this ends. Mm-hmm. There is a super secret, not so secret bonus point. So Jacob. Yeah. In the AMV community, there are like two prevalent bands one more popular that you could always almost guarantee has a song for an amv and that's evanescence and that song is bring me to life yes that's the one my kid listens to all the time oh my god it's like in every pokemon video yeah so jacob do you think there will be an amv to evanescence's bring me to life for furikuri i believe it i've seen it for like every other one and you're not wrong because (laughs) there is Honestly, maybe just one, but there is one Bring Me to Life AMV <laughs> for Furikuri. I believe so it. So with that, Jacob, you have gotten a coveted four points, a kawaii success in the Woo! book, and a successful yet confusing first round on kawaii <laughs> disappointment. No, PJ, we for sure need to have uh, Jacob on the Kappa episode now. Well, yeah, I'm just going to show you only the weird animes at this point. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, but in general, thank you for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Also, tell Riley that I make AMV, or I used to make AMVs in high school <laughs> and won awards for it. She's no making them now. Yeah, she wow. needs tips. Skylar could be her mentor. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, she's always looking to get better at it. Gosh, I love it. We're creating AMV communities here over at Quiet Disappointment. Generations. But with all of that, that is going to be the end of our time here today. We hope that you, Jacob, but you, our listeners as well, had a good time, a fun time, a fully time, a coolie time, a fully coolie time, a weird robot popping out of your head time, a weird allegory and metaphor for puberty, puberty time. Unfortunately, that is the end of our time. And until next time, we hope your wait is not a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I'm Jacob. Bye, everyone.
I love it. Oh, Bye, everyone. Bye. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 